Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday, Andrew. Coming to the end of another work week, rolling into a weekend. And, uh, which and means the beginning of a new week is right about to come <laughs> no, upon us. Which means we get to be together and worship God at Livingston. And to all of you joining us for Text Talk today, if you're in the Tampa Bay area this weekend, we would love for you to come out and worship with us. Love to meet you. Maybe talk with you a little bit about uh, about the program or anything else on your heart. All of the uh, information about the uh, times and location for those worship services, go to our website, www.christiansmeethere.org. Christiansmeethere.org. Love to meet you Sunday. I want to read Psalm 94 as we wrap up our week. It's always Good Friday on Text Talk, so we're going to find Jesus in Psalm 94. I want to read it. Listen for Jesus. See if you can find him here. I'm going to read from the contemporary English version, Psalm 94. Lord God, you punish the guilty. Show what you are like and punish them now. You judge the earth. Come and help us. Pay back those proud people for what they have done. How long will the wicked celebrate and be glad? All of those cruel people strut and boast, and they crush and wound your chosen nation, Lord. They murder widows, foreigners, and orphans. Then they say, The Lord God of Jacob doesn't see or know. Can't you fools see? Won't you ever learn? God gave us ears and eyes. Can't he hear and see? God instructs the nations and gives knowledge to us all. Won't he also correct us? The Lord knows how useless our plans really are. Our Lord, you bless everyone that you instruct and teach by using your law. You give them rest from their troubles until a pit can be dug for the wicked. You won't turn your back on your chosen nation. Justice and fairness will go hand in hand and all who do right will follow along. Who will stand up for me against those cruel people? If you had not helped me, Lord, I would soon have gone to the land of silence. When I felt my feet slipping, you came with your love and kept me steady. And when I was burdened with worries, you comforted me and made me feel secure. But you are opposed to dishonest lawmakers who gang up to murder innocent victims. You, Lord God, are my fortress, that mighty rock where I am safe. You will pay back my enemies and you will wipe them out for the evil they did. So what did verse 16 say in in that one? Who will stand up for me against those cruel people? Stand up. Stand Mm -hmm. up. Okay. Yeah, no, so it's interesting that you highlight verse 16 because something very significant happens in verse 16. Uh So this psalm has a shift. Between verses 1 and 15, it's it's more like a communal lament. Uh It's about the nation and the heritage, the people of God. But when you get into verse 16, it very quickly becomes an individual lament or complaint or request. Who will stand up for me, uh, if if you had not helped me, if yeah. you had not been my help, now we go from the community to the individual, and I think that's going to be a bit of a key for helping us find Jesus in this psalm. It is for me, um, as 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 I read verse sixteen, it is phrased a little different in the uh, in the New King James. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? And my eyes, uh, you know, always kind of catch that because I think about he who rose on the third day of the week, <laughs> okay. you know, the, the resurrection of Christ. But of course, it, it's I don't really see the resurrection as much here as this idea of the one standing up for another or rising up for another in the sense of 
an advocate. Yeah. I mean, I, I see Christ here because I know the answer that there is one who has risen up for me or who stands up for me, and that is Christ. He stands in the role of mediator, and he stands in the role of advocate. So if I'm praying the psalm, if you're mm-hmm. praying the psalm, we get to verse 16, and when we ask the question, who rises up for me against my enemy, mm-hmm. which of course, uh, you know, we have a sister that reminds us all the times that the enemy for us, the big enemy that we really need to be thinking about all the time as we're reading the Psalms is Satan. We do. We is do. Our adversary. And, I, and I was hearing her voice a little bit in the back of my head as yeah. I was reading this. Right. And, yeah. and she's right. She's yes. absolutely right. That's exactly. So, so when I'm praying this and I get to verse 16, who rises up for me against the evil one who rises up for me against the accuser, yeah. the adversary? Well, I know who that is. The answer to that question, when I'm praying it in that way is Jesus. Amen. He came into the world. He rose up off of his throne, mm-hmm. which was there not a go. corrupt throne. No. It was a holy throne. And he came down into the world and he lived as one of us. And he lived in this world going through what we go through. And then he went to the cross mm-hmm. on our behalf and was buried. And on the third day, he rose up to stand against the accuser and the adversary. Yeah. Wow. What a powerful, what a powerful look. I, I almost don't even want to share mine now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that's good. That's okay, good. well, hey, that's, that's know, absolutely every, right. Every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Now, for me, what what I was seeing here, and so I'll throw this out, and you can, you can uh, let me know what you think about this, and that is that when we get down to, so this individual lament now, this individual request and complaint coming to God, uh, using that in that technical sense as the psalm students do, I get to verse 20, 20. Can wicked rulers be allied with you? Those who frame injustice by statute, they band together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. Mm. Okay, so now yesterday I told you we're going to get our bingo cards out today. Okay. Because yesterday we were able to mark, oh, a reference to Psalm 1. Yes. Now we get to mark a reference to Psalm 2. Okay. Here, here are these wicked rulers and these wicked kings, and what are they doing? They are banding together. They are taking counsel together. Yeah. And we go back to Psalm 2, mm-hmm. and we remember, why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. When the rulers come together to counsel against God, we we find them wanting in Psalm 2 to cast off the cords and the rule of God and his anointed. And now we get to Psalm 94, and when they're banding together, it is in order to condemn the innocent. It's order, they're banding together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. Yes. And for me, right there, I'm like, oh, that's Jesus. That's exactly what happened. As the kings of the earth, as the rulers among the Jews and the rulers among the Romans banded together and conspired, Mm -hmm. uh, somewhat unwittingly, I don't think they felt like they were conspiring together, but that's exactly what happened. Maybe they were colluding. It's colluding, conspiring, and what did they do? They condemned the innocent to death. And they who did. is the innocent? That's yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's Jesus. But what did he do? He's He actually perfectly mirrors this because what he did is took refuge in God. What he did was... Uh, yeah. Let God be his fortress yeah. and his stronghold. He com- he even said on the cross, into your hand I commit my spirit, quoting another psalm. And God gets to be his refuge. And yeah. he, he surrendered just doing what God wanted him to do. So in this psalm, and I appreciate that, in this psalm of uh, 94, we talked about earlier this week, 
where it is highlighted, the wicked think they're getting away with things because, uh, well, God can't hear me or God can't see what I'm doing. And he, he goes through the poetry. God's the one that created the ear and God created the eye and so forth. And God instructs. I'm reminded of the sermon uh, that Paul preached in Acts 17 to the Oropagus, particularly where it ends, contrasting the true God, the unknown God, from their idols uh, that they were uh, serving. But in Acts 17, verse number 29, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance uh, this of this to all by raising him from the dead. And I see an echo here to Psalm 94 because uh, in contrast to these idols, there is God who is aware, God who is patient, but that that time is coming. He now wants all people to repent and the assurance that there is coming a day of judgment is that he has raised up the man and that is Jesus Christ. When I read Psalm 24, and we've talked about it this week, there is a call to the God who needs to punish or the God who needs to avenge or God who is vengeance come and do it that is Christ and in his time the apostle Paul assures us he will come it will be for judgment but that's Jesus the Lord who is vengeance is actually the Lord Jesus Christ Mm. he came the first time to save but when he comes again it is to judge and the evidence that this is all going to transpire is the event of the resurrection. Because he resurrected, because he conquered death, Yes, because he came forth, he demonstrated, as Romans 1 says, that he is the Son of God. Jesus himself points out how God has given him authority over all things, and he has been handed judgment in the final day, and that is exactly what's going to happen. In the Hebrew letter, it says, it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this comes the judgment. Yeah, that's right. We are going to stand before God, we're going to stand before God in all three persons, Father, Son, and Spirit. Maybe at that time we'll understand better how that works. I don't know, but we're going to be there, and we're going to give account. We're going to give account. Yeah. And those who had surrendered to Jesus will be resurrected to life eternal, and those who didn't are going to be resurrected to an eternal condemnation. And so all are resurrected, but only those who have surrendered to Jesus have a resurrection of life, Mm -hmm. an eternal, powerful life that that comes from God, that comes from Jesus and his resurrection. Uh, That's that's one of the things we need to grasp here, that that judgment is coming. Yeah. One other place I see Christ in this psalm, and and maybe you do too. Earlier this week, we talked about where the apostle quotes Psalm 94 in 1 Corinthians 3, Mm -hmm. and distinguishing that God's wisdom, I mean, that, that may seem like foolishness to men, but in fact, it is the wisdom of the wise that is foolishness to God. His, his wisdom is so far superior. But that conversation, uh, distinguishing worldly wisdom, godly wisdom, really begins a little earlier in the book of 1 Corinthians and in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And I notice in 1 Corinthians 1 and uh, verse 21, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign, Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block, to the Greeks foolishness. 
but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. That when we want to appreciate and recognize the wisdom of God, it is in Christ, it is in Christ crucified, his way to save us from our sins. He is the Logos, he is the Word, word. and he is the wisdom. Mm -hmm. He is God's message. He is the gospel. He is the power of God for salvation. He is all of that. Mm -hmm. And everything else, everything that falls short of him, everything that denies him, everything that pushes back against him, everything that tries to hold him at arm's length, that's foolishness. That is folly. If we want to know how to live this life, we want to turn to the one who lived it well who demonstrated God's wisdom. And I think about James 3 that highlights, look, there's no in-between. There's no in-between. You either have the heavenly wisdom from God or what you have is earthly, unspiritual, demonic wisdom. Yes. And we don't like to think like that. We like to think that somehow we're living in some neutral ground, that we're, okay, all right. Well, we're so enlightened. Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I get it. I get it. I'm not not trying to follow Jesus. But, you know, I mean, it's not like like I'm just a really, really bad person. I'm kind of in this middle ground. I should be okay. I'm unaffiliated. Yeah. Look, I am either... I am either pursuing God's wisdom in Jesus Christ, God's wisdom, which is Jesus Christ, or I'm in that earthly, unspiritual, demonic wisdom. Jesus is the wisdom of God. Thank you, God, for Psalm 94 that demonstrates that wisdom. It's fantastic. Love to see anybody who can be with us on Sunday as we gather together with our brothers and sisters to worship God. Uh, Right now, we're going to wrap up another week of text talk. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day, for this week that we have been able to walk through Psalm 94, to meditate upon it, to discuss it, and and we just learned so much. And we are so thankful, Father, for Jesus Christ, for your wisdom, for your way, for your power. Father, we know that uh, there's a time in this psalm when it is communal and then it becomes individual. And uh, we are thankful that Christ died for each one of us and rose again. Help us, Father, to seek the wisdom and to seek your way, to walk according to it, that path of blessing, humbled before your discipline. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.